حدثني جماعة من الشيوخ بإسناد كل إلى سفيان بن عيينة عن عمرو بن دينار عن أبي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمرو عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما أنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الأرض the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said in his tremendous hadith That those who are merciful They will be shown mercy by the most merciful Be merciful to those who are in the earth And the one who is above the heavens He will show you mercy the ulama, they say this is because knowledge is mercy. The result of knowledge is mercy in this world and the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter. We continue going over the tremendous book by Imam An-Nawi, rahimahullahu ta'ala, his 40 hadith. We are still upon the tremendous hadith, the hadith Al-Qudsi. We have reached the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ibadi, O my slaves, innakum tukhti'una bil-layl wal-nahar. O my slaves, verily you make mistakes, you make sins, night and day. O my slaves, O my servants, you make sins, night and day. Naam. ثم قال الله تعالى وأنا أغفر الذنوب جميعا and I forgive all sins فاستغفروني so ask for my forgiveness so seek my forgiveness أغفر لكم and I will forgive you so ask for forgiveness seek to be forgiven and I will forgive you قال العلامة الشيخ عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظه الله تعالى أوجب الله جل وعلا على العباد امتثال الأوامر واجتناب المنهيات that الله سبحانه وتعالى he commands his slaves 
or he has made it binding upon his slaves to implement the commands and to stay away from the prohibitions. وَالْعِبَادِ يَحْسُلُ مِنْهُمُ But the slaves, there comes from us shortcomings. We come up short. Naam. As relates to our obligatory deeds, we do them, we perform them, but we come up short. We come up short, we come up lacking, we are found wanting. And we fall into some of what we have been prohibited from doing. Some of the things that are haram, we fall into it and we do it. We commit the haram. And this is the reality of the human beings. So what is the tariq? What is the way to gain salvation from this? What is the tariq salam? What is the way to gain salvation from this reality that we are commanded with commands? We do it and we come up short. We are prohibited from certain things and we actually fall into those things that we shouldn't be doing. What is the tariq salam What is the way of safety, escape from this? The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَطَرِيقُ السَّلَامِ مِنْ ذَلِكَ رُجُعُهُمْ إِلَى اللَّهِ And the way of escape from this is that we have to return to Allah. We have to return to Allah. And we return back to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتَوْبَتُهُمْ مِنْ ذُنُوبِهِمْ And we have to ask for forgiveness for our sins. We have to ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He forgives us. وَالسُؤَالُ اللَّهِ عِزَّ وَجَلَّ يَغْفِرَهَا لَهُمْ And then we have to ask that Allah, He forgives us for our sins. We have to seek that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He forgives us for our sins. The Shaykh, He says, وَفِي الْحَنِيثِ And as it comes inside of the hadith, كُلٌّ مَآلَمَ خَطَّاءٌ That all of the children of Adam make mistakes. All of the children of Adam make sins. And I want us to remember this. And I want us to keep this in mind. All of the children of Adam make sins. All of them. The Alim from amongst them. The Talib from amongst them. The Ami from amongst them. All of the children of Adam make sins. The scholar from amongst them, the student of knowledge, and the common person. Everybody makes sins. The Prophet وسلم, he said, And the best of those who make sins are those who ask for forgiveness. The best of those who make sins are those who ask for forgiveness. Now, why am I stressing this? The Shaykh he mentions before going on, he said, well, Hadith al Hassan, and his hadith, it is Hassan, it is good. It's been collected by Ibn Majah and other than him. But why are we stressing the fact that some of the that all of the children of Adam, excuse me, why I'm stressing the fact that all of the children of Adam make sense, including the, the Adam, including the student, including the everyday person? Why? Because you have unfortunately some individuals who have an understanding that the Sheikh he can't be wrong. The Sheikh he can't be mistaken. 
Perhaps the sheikh is mistaken. Perhaps he, the sheikh is wrong upon this point. They'll take this and they go to the extreme where they will say this is fine for sheikh. This is too going to the extreme. You see the Sufiya, the Sufiya, they will, they will tell you straight up. They're clear about their extremism. They will say, no, the sheikh don't make mistakes. The sheikh is ma'asum. He's infallible. He don't make mistakes. Man, you'll find those who attribute themselves to the sunnah. They know enough not to say that the sheikh is ma'asum. They know better. So they won't say the sheikh is ma'asum. He's infallible. He can't make mistakes. No. They use they, the shaitan has another trick for them. So they'll say, La, this is ta'in for sheikh. If you point out the sheikh's mistakes, this is to speak ill of the sheikh. To say the sheikh perhaps is mistaken, this is to speak ill of the sheikh. The sheikh to say the sheikh perhaps giving the sheikh husnul but knowing that his, yani, the, those rijal, yani, hawl sheikh, betarat sheikh, rubbama, yani, minhum, rajul nusuk. Perhaps from them, there's a, from those around the sheikh, perhaps there's some from them who is a bad person. He's an evil man. Sul qasd, he has bad intentions. So what? He gives the sheikh bad intel. So we say, no, the sheikh, he, he, got, he got it mistaken. His information is not correct. He got bad intel. They'll say, this is ta'an for sheikh. The sheikh knows better. Allah. Kayf. The sheikh, he can't make a mistake. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi All of the chosen of Adam make mistakes. So you have to be warned because just like the Sufiya have reached the point where they say the Sheikh is ma'asum. Do you think that that was the beginning? They started with that? No, they didn't start with that. They started with this concept that the Sheikh, he can't make mistakes. It's aid to say that the Sheikh is perhaps mistaken. This is wrong. This is yani, thoughtful, blameworthy to say the Sheikh is mistaken. So much so these individuals now, they come say this is time for Sheikh. This is to speak ill of the Sheikh. How? To say perhaps he's mistaken? Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. When Abu Hanifa gave a fatwa that was contrary to the haq, and the early man pointed out that mistake. Don't we call it a mistake? Yes, it's a mistake. If the sheikh make ijtihad, he, he gets a reward for it. But it's still a mistake. He gets a reward for it, but we can't follow him in that because it's become clear to us it's a mistake. And the truth has more right to be followed. So once the mistake has been made clear that that's a mistake, we say we can't follow it and we what? We call it what it is. It's a mistake. So if we can say Abu Hanifa, Imam Abu Hanifa was mistaken. If we can say that Imam Malik was mistaken. If we can say that Imam Shafi'i was mistaken. If we can say that Imam Ahmed was mistaken. If we can say that and no one looks at us like it's wrong. They say, no, that opinion is not the strongest of opinion. The strongest of opinion is this because it coincides with the hadith so and so and so 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 and uh, so, so forth. If we can say this about the four imma and no one bats an eye. How in the world are we attacked if we say a sheikh who was less than them. No one argues. No one debates is less than them. Undoubtedly is less than them. No question. But we get attacked if we say perhaps the sheikh is mistaken in this issue. The sheikh is wrong in this issue. The sheikh is mistaken. He made a mistake. If he made ijtihad, alhamdulillah, he gets a reward. 
but we can't follow him in that in that false opinion. It's not it's not possible. Yes, yeah, Subhanallah. How is it that people who claim to be from Ahl Sunnah are committing this level of taqlid? It's amazing. This and then have the nerve to say, "I'm not saying it. it wasn't my statement. I'm just transmitting to you what the Sheikh said." Why? Why? And I want you to think about this. When this ikhtilaf between the mashayikh, and I'm using it as an example. This is a real life example that we're all pretty much familiar with and it's not amazing to us. When there's ikhtilafat amongst the mashayikh, this sheikh differs with that sheikh. Right? But why are you mentioning to me what's going on between them? You come and say, I'm just saying what the sheikh said. Why? Why are you telling me for? How's that relevant to me? Why are you transmitting that? Why are you going to put that into a tweet? Why are you going to put that upon Facebook? Why are you going to put that on Instagram? Why are you going to put that on social media? Why? For what? What's the benefit? What's the benefit, really, for the everyday Muslim? What is the benefit? For the students of knowledge, what is the benefit? Sheikh Fouzan, what did Sheikh Fouzan say? Sheikh Fouzan said, when the students of knowledge get involved in the fitna that occurs between the scholars, what happens? It makes the fitna worse. The involvement of the students of knowledge inside of the fitna amongst the early matters doesn't help the situation, but it hurts, it harms the situation, it makes it worse. Everyone needs to know their place and stay in their lane, right? Don't we tell people that right now? Colloquially, we tell them, well, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, right? We tell, we tell people all the time, that's above your pay grade, right? This is none of your business. Who are you to speak about the likes of these issues? And so many things about the basics of your religion you don't even know. But you know all in detail this stuff? What is wrong with you? Well, I'm just saying what the sheikh said. For what? Now, if a Hanafi came to us and say that, oh, in our madhab, the mashaykh, they say, a woman can get married without a wali. Do we accept that? We say, no, she got to have a wali. He said, well, I'm just saying what the sheikh said. It's not acceptable. Because the Prophet said what? لا نكاح إلا بوالي والشاهدين There is no marriage except with a wali and two witnesses. The haq is there. Well, I'm just saying what the sheikh said. For what? It's rejected, that opinion. Why? Because we have the statement of the Prophet Wait. Person come in and say, but sheikh, he said that person had daddy. I'm just saying what the sheikh said. But the person is not a had daddy. We know he's not had daddy. This one is with Hajuri. We know he's not with Hajuri. We know this. This is clear. This is a lie upon him. This is clear. A lie has been transmitted. Well, I'm just saying what the Sheikh said. It doesn't match reality, so I can't accept it. Mahmoud Mankan. You can't say, well, I'm just saying. Why? Why are you just saying that for? For what? What, what? what benefit? What's the upside? What do you get from it? What is gained from that? This is how people have to be questioned and interrogated. Really, what's going on? What's to be gained from you bringing up this issue? For what? Oh, you know about Sheikh so-and-so? Sheikh so-and-so talked bad about him. You're saying this to people who don't even know who you're talking about. They don't even know the players. Who's this guy? Never heard of him. Sheikh who? What's his name again? Huh? Where he live at? Never heard of him. So why are you bringing to people who never heard of him a fitna? For, for what? Right? It sounds real sick and crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, subhanAllah. Because you know why? Because it's sick and crazy. That's the reality. Now, but we have to be warned and we have to remember everybody 
is liable to make a mistake. Perhaps they are wrong. Perhaps they transmitted information from someone who they trusted, but that person gave them bad information. That's possible. Perhaps they transmitted information from someone that they trusted and that person was malicious. They intended to give the bad information. Is it not possible? It's possible. But at the end of the day, what? What's wrong is wrong. If the sheikh made a mistake and that is pointed out by others from the mashayikh and they say, no, that was an error, then the sheikh made a mistake. It was an error. We don't follow it and we don't give it credence. Period. And, and, and not doing that it's not time. It's not time for sheikh. It's not speaking ill of the sheikh. Not at all. Remember, Ahl Sunnah, from the principles of Ahl Sunnah, is that we do not blind follow. We do not blind follow. The truth has more right to be followed. Now, I'm going to talk about Okay? You know, you got the naysayers that come with all these, you know, exceptions and all this stuff to try to cloud the issue. No, generally what? We don't blind follow. We follow the haq. The haq has more right to be followed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say in the tremendous hadith, Ya ibadi, innakum lan tablughu, innakum lan Never. That verily you will never tablughu durri fatadurruni. You will never reach the level that you can harm, reach the level of harming me and thus you harm me. Walan tablughu nafi'i nor would you ever reach the level that you can benefit me and thus you benefit me. Qal ibn Rajab, Imam ibn Rajab, he mentions, he said, يعني أن العباد لا يقدرون أن يوصلوا نفعا ولا ضرا إلى الله عز وجل that, يعني إلى الله that um, the slaves, they will not, they will not have the ability to reach the point where they can benefit or harm Allah. They will not reach the point where they can benefit or cause harm to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى Because verily, Allah ta'ala فِي نَفْسِهِ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ Because Allah ta'ala himself, he is rich. He is in need of nothing. He needs no one. He needs no thing. And he is the one worthy of all praise. لَا حَاجَ لَهُ he doesn't need the slaves to be obedient unto him. He doesn't need the slaves to, to be righteous and to be obedient unto him. And if the slaves are obedient unto him, this does not benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, not at all. But rather, who benefits from being obedient? The slaves themselves. They're the ones who benefit from being obedient unto Allah Ta'ala. And nor does Allah Ta'ala, He is not harmed when they are evil. When they are evil, when they are bad, Allah Ta'ala is not harmed by that. But rather, they are harmed. Allah is not harmed if they're irrighteous, if they're irreligious, if they're criminals and they're sinners and they're wicked. Allah is not harmed because they're wicked and evil. They are harmed. They are in trouble. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Allah Ta'ala tells the Prophet and do, don't be sad. Don't be sad by those who they yani, excel in disbelief. They race and excel and, and hasten to disbelief. Because rather, because verily, they do not 
harm Allah in the slightest. They do not harm Allah at all. That can be found in Surah Ali Imran in his verse 176. And whoever turns back upon his heels, then they will not harm Allah at all. Whoever turns back on their heels, they will not harm Allah at all. And that can be found in Surah Ali Imran, verse 144. And Allah Ta'ala statement, Yeah, Allah Ta'ala, he says, what means, O oh my slaves, verily if the first of you, the last of you, the humans from you, the jinn from you, all were upon the heart of the most righteous one from amongst you, that will not increase my dominion, my kingdom, period, in anything. It won't increase it at all. O oh my slaves, verily, if the first of you and the last of you, the humans from amongst you, the jinn from amongst you, were upon the heart of the most evil man from amongst you, that will not take away from my kingdom at all. That will not take away from my kingdom, from my dominion at all. Now, and I want you just to reflect upon that. All of the human beings. From the first of the human beings to the last of the human beings. All of the jinn. From the first of them to the last of them. And they were all righteous like the most righteous one. That won't increase Allah's kingdom in anything. And if all of them were all, yani, the most evil as the most evil one. That will not decrease Allah's kingdom. Period. Sheikh, he mentions, he says. Sheikh Abdul Musan. He says. He said these two sentences. These two sentences show us. That yani, the perfection of Allah's kingdom, the perfection of Allah's dominion. Allah's dominion is perfect and we have no bearing on it. Now, Allah's dominion, his kingdom is perfect and we have no bearing on it. Whether we're righteous or we're irreligious, whether we're good or we're bad, no bearing on Allah Ta'ala's uh, kingdom. Now, and it also shows us the perfection of Allah's um, the perfection that Allah does not need his creation at all. Allah does not need us in any which way, shape, or form. And that verily the human beings, all of them, and all of the jinn, if they were as the, yani, equal to the most righteous one from amongst them, or they were equal to the most evil one from amongst them, that will not increase Allah's kingdom, nor will it decrease it, period. Now I want us to constantly reflect upon this, because one, one, one thing is clear, one, there's one consistent theme as we go through this hadith, and that is, it shows us that we are poor, we are impoverished, we are poverty stricken. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we, in reality, were nothing. 
We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is extremely important. Why? Because it is uh, vital, it is crucial that we never become those who look down upon people as if we are him. Huh? That he's him. No. All of us are poor. All of us need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of us are nothing. There is no power, no might except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No change from this and that except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all constantly need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not where we are at right now because we are just so worthy and deserving of it. We are here by Allah's bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the bounty to show us what is the truth and then to give us the bounty of making, yani, uh, 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 giving us a tawfiq in accepting the truth. Giving us the tawfiq to accept the truth. And this is a bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have not reached here by our own. We have not reached here because we are that skilled. We have not reached here because we are just also worthy and deserving of. So we have to remember that and remember how we come up short and remember how we don't do things at like we should do them. And remember that we make sins day and night. We make sins day and night. So that we are level-headed. So that we are level-headed about ourselves. And what is the benefit about a person being level-headed about himself? Is that what? He's constantly improving. He's constantly seeking to get better. Right? I'll give an example of an athlete. The athlete that thinks that he constantly needs to get better. What is that going to motivate that athlete to do? To constantly train, to try to, to yeah, compete against himself. If he's a runner, he's going to try to break his, yeah, to beat his speeds. He's going to try to beat his speeds, okay? If, he's, if he, yeah, he lifts weights, he's going to try to lift more because they, they're never content. They always know I'm not the best, I'm striving, right? That's the athlete that's going to be successful. Now that athlete that feels that, you know what, I have reached, I have arrived, I'm there, I don't need to train for what, what happens? They usually lose. They don't train, they lose. Right? So having this opinion of ourselves is very important as relates to our ibadah, because when you know the reality of ibadah, when you know yani, the reality of how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, then you will know we can never worship him as he deserves to be worshipped. It's not possible. We can never worship him as he deserves to worship. You, you, you will know that. Because Allah ta'ala, he is so great that us at our best won't even come near. Period. But in any event, this will motivate us to strive harder. To strive to do more. To strive yani, to, 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 to remember Allah more And so on and so forth So this will make what us better This will make us better And having a yani, a, 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 uh, a balanced head you, know, you don't have a big head But you're balanced This what? This will help you better help others Because you realize this person SubhanAllah They need help Like I used to need help And like I still need help the reality is that what? Everybody can't help everybody. Do you understand that? Everybody can't help everybody. But everybody could be helped by somebody. Okay? So the reality of it is, is that you may run into a person that you can help. That's an opportunity. I can help you. Because I learned some stuff 
that you didn't learn yet. So I can benefit you. I can help you. But the reality of it is, is that what? I myself, I am still in need of help. And there are others who can help me. And it's possible that you may also benefit me with something. Because you may know something I don't know. I may know these things you don't know, but you may know something I don't know. And I can still benefit from you. Right? It helps you stay balanced. When you're balanced like this, what's going to happen? You're always increasing. Because when you help people, I mean, when you point someone to do good, then you get the reward for that good too. When you do the good on your own, you get the reward for the good that you do. Multiply by 10 like this. You understand? And then when others help you, you benefit by getting helped. And then now you're growing. So every way you turn, you benefit. But the person that's arrogant, they turn themselves away from a lot of good. They say, well, I don't need that. I'm bigger than that. Then they lost out. Because they're arrogant, the Prophet said, They won't enter into Jannah. Arrogance, there's no upside to arrogance. You just lose. You're a loser. You're a loser, acting like you, like you won already. But you're a loser. You lost. So we have to be humble. We have to be easy. We have to be gentle. People don't know. They don't treat them like they know. Treat them like they don't know. Be easy. Right? So these are things that if you focus on this hadith you keep you keep realizing you keep realizing that we are nothing and also you realize what that we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you realize that what we're all in the same boat and, and and all being in the same boat is a benefit because what because now we respect those who are over us knowledge and so on and so forth. we respect them but at the end of the affair we realize that what at the end of the day you're going to be judged like I'm going to be judged you want to stand in front of Allah just like me. And when I'm in front of Allah, you're not going to be able to help me. Just like I'm not going to be able to help you. So our respect stays within its boundaries. Our respect is, yani, uh, uh, what do you say? Is controlled, yani, is governed by the, 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 the true aqidah. So you won't go too far as relates to the shaykh because you realize the shaykh is a human too. The shaykh can go to hell like I can go to hell. The shaykh can go to jannah like, like I can go to jannah. The sheikh make dua, his dua is accepted. Like, like I make dua, my dua can be accepted. Like the sheikh dua can be accepted, my dua can be accepted. The sheikh dua can be rejected, my dua can be rejected. And from this is why, yani, Sheikh Hussam to me, he used to didn't like people to ask him to make dua for them. So make dua for yourself. Your dua can be accepted, just like my dua can be accepted. Your dua can be rejected, like my dua can be rejected. So we asking me for, we all in the same boat. Make dua for yourself. Not saying that was impermissible, but he wanted to. Yeah, they chase people away from giving, falling into misunderstandings and, and uh, 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 um, exaggerated opinion of, 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 of the scholars. Because that leads to, to, to what the Sufis do. They worship them. It leads to what the Sufis do. And they worship their scholars. They make aim bad into their scholars. You see? We have to be balanced. That's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's described as what? Abdullah Rasul. He's the Rasul. So we have to respect him. We know his position. We know he's the best of mankind. We love him more than we love ourselves. Ma'am. But does it transcend above that to the, that we start worshiping him? No. Because why? He's Abd. He's Abdullah. He's Allah's slave. So that keeps us balanced. He's Allah's slave. So we're not going to worship him because he's Allah's slave like I'm Allah's slave. 
We're all slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The slave don't deserve worship. Who deserves worship? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alone, only, no one else, only Allah. So that which belongs to Allah, we will never give it to anyone. Not the Prophet not Jibreel not no, nobody. It only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is the balance that keeps us balanced. Abduhu wa rasulu. His slave and his messenger. The slave of Allah, the messenger of Allah. So we understand his rank and we honor him above we honor any other human being. But we don't go beyond that so that we worship him. No, because he's Allah's slave. So if this is the reality as as, as relates to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then what about Shaykh Fulani wa Alani? What about this Shaykh and that Shaykh? Will he so-and-so? Huh? Subhanallah. We have to, ya Ahlul Sunnah, be balanced. Allah Ta'ala, he's pointing out to us that, that, that we make no, have no bearing upon his kingdom. If we were all righteous, it wouldn't increase it. If we were all evil, it wouldn't decrease it. وَأَنَّ التَّقْوَى يعني تقوى كل إنسان إنما تكون نافعة لذلك المتقي and that the righteousness the piety from an individual whoever that individual is then verily it only benefits them it only benefits the one who has تقوى وفجور كل فاجر إنما يكون ضرره عليه and the wickedness of every wicked nasty person it only hurts them. The wickedness only hurts them. Never hurt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Shaykh, he goes on to mention Allah Ta'ala's statement, وَقَوْلُهُ يَا عِبَادِي لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنْسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ قَامُوا فِي صَعِيدٍ وَاحِدٍ فَسَأَلُونِي that if all my slaves if the first of you, the last of you, the humans from amongst you, the jinn from amongst you, were to all stand in one valley, and you ask me, and I gave everyone what they asked for, that will not decrease my... Uh, let me go back. That all oh, my slaves, if the first of you and the last of you, the humans from amongst you and the jinn from amongst you were to all stand in one valley and you all were to ask me and I gave every single person everything that they asked for, that will not decrease uh, what is with me in anything except like the decreasement of the needle if it is entered into the ocean. Put, put it in and bring it out. That whatever water is on there, then the likeness is that will be decreased. If, I, if Allah Ta'ala is saying, if He gave everybody that ever existed everything they asked for, they all stood there and they asked and 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 asked, it will not decrease Allah who was with Allah Ta'ala in anything except the like of the similar to. And the Shaykh he mentions, he says, And this points us to the Perfection and, and the completeness of Allah Ta'ala's richness and that he is in no need in any which way shape and form from us at all and that he owns everything And yani, it shows the the poverty of his slaves yani, It shows that his slaves they, they need Allah Ta'ala And that his slaves need him And that if the jinns 
and the human beings all came together, the first of them and the last of them. And all of them asked everything that they possibly could want and could think of and could imagine. And Allah Ta'ala gave that unto them. It will not decrease what is with Allah except like the needle, yani, uh, except like a needle if it is put into the ocean and then taken out. Yani, whatever water is on that, okay, that's the similitude of the decrease. With ma'na, and I want you to, to listen to this point the Shaykh he mentioned. He said, he said, He said, in, in this reality, he said, he said, in this, it means that what? Is that there is no real decreasement. There's no real decreasement at all. Right? He says the Anna. He said, because that which will stick to the needle is just a drop. It's just a drop. That's it. It's just a drop from the water. This is nothing. This is, is have no consideration. Right? If, if you came and you're really thirsty, you're really thirsty. Right? You say, can I get something to drink? I say, yeah, no problem. And I took, a, I took a needle and I put it in the thing of water and I said, put your mouth. There you go. What are you going to say? You're going to say, man, it's nothing. What are you doing? It's nothing. It's nothing. Why you give me a, a drop? What you, what's wrong with you? Right? Why? Because in your estimation, you say that that amount is, is nothing. This is really nothing. Now, the Sheikh he mentions, he says, uh, that this is something you pay no mind. He says, yani, la fi wazin, wala fi He said, you pay it no mind. Not, it's, 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 it's of no weight, it's of no value. And, and if you see it, it's like, it's nothing. It's nothing, you might not even see it. Put, the, put it in there, you take it out, might not even be a drop. You just put it in, put it out. You might got to look at it. You see, is water on there? I don't even see no water. That's the similitude. That shows us that Allah Ta'ala, he is, he is rich. And we, we are poor. We are poor. And then the Shaykh, he goes on to get into yani, uh, the final sentence and then extraction. Um, some benefits that are contained therein. But inshallah ta'ala, I would like to say that to next time uh, so as to not to, to, to rush through it so that we can take some time and to contemplate and to reflect bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. فَلَعَلَّنَا نَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا